0: This is Gateway City Sports. Th- this is the Derek King Sports Show. Cardinals, Blues, Mizzou Athletics, Chiefs, he has it covered. The Derek King Sports Show. Only on Gateway City Sports. How's it going, everybody? Hopefully it's going pretty good for you. It's going pretty good for me over here on this end. Uh, we're, we ran this last night to uh, make sure that we had all of our ducks in a row kind of you know, deal and make sure that all the audio was fixed and everything else was going. Because when you change these things, uh, there's gremlins that pop up everywhere and there's lots of stuff that's going on. So if you guys happen to see or hear something that does not uh, look good or sound good, Please let me know in the comments section, and I will address it as quickly as I can. But hey, it's great to be back. It's great to be talking to you guys again. We're going to talk about a lot of different things. We're going to cover some stuff. But there's a few things that we've got to do a little bit differently than the way that we've done things in the past. And we're going to start off the show a little bit differently. Uh, And and so it's, it's all good. It's all good because it's great new fun stuff that we're going to be talking about and going to be doing and you know with all of this equipment right you know all of these little different things you plug in and you move around all over the place and all of these things and everybody has stuff but something whether or another you know you guys have seen guitars back there uh, behind me in the past or what have you collectibles items you know things that you've bought and you spent a lot of money on you know you spend a lot of money you spend a lot of time and so there's there's always those things that you want to make sure that they're safe and they're secure and you've have you have it done right or whatever the case is. You know, God forbid there's ever a house fire or a tornado or something comes along and destroys everything that you have. So that's what we are going to discuss a little bit, you know, the protection of those things, and that is why it's always good to have some insurance if you guys need to protect something that's very extremely valuable to you and you don't want it destroyed and so our featured sponsor today is sean wiley of the wiley group the wiley group they have two locations one in festus and one in arnold they offer home auto boat motorcycle business life insurance investments and so much more that you guys can't even begin to Fathom. There's a lot of things that they cover. They offer a customized approach unique to the situation to make sure that you, your family, and your assets are properly protected. They also offer great rates and savings. That's some of the best out there. Make sure you give them a call day today to get your stuff covered. If you have nice stuff, you want to make sure that you're covered. 636-764-6294. That's 636-764. 764 6294 they'll do you an insurance quote get you going right there over the phone get you all set up uh and make sure that you're good to go and if you don't even want to do that you just want to call them up and you want to talk Cardinals baseball you want to talk Blues hockey you want to talk MLS they'll do that too but it- Always, if you don't have time to call, you can always send Sean an email. and That's at SeanWiley at Allstate.com. Sean Wiley at Allstate.com. He's your Allstate agent. He is our featured sponsor for the show today. Thank you, Sean. Appreciate that. And we're going to go ahead we're going to get started moving, and we are going to be talking about Cardinals baseball. So here we go. Go crazy, folks! So, if you watched the game yesterday, Adam Wainwright managed to spin a gym. No pun intended. And uh, old Uncle Charlie went out there, and he threw seven innings, uh, five-hit baseball. He only had one earned run, but unfortunately... Gianabani Gallegos went out there gave up two earned runs uh, three walks and basically more or less gave the game away for the Cardinals they lost to the Washington Nationals three to two it's not it's not good you know when you have Adam Wainwright goes out there gives you seven strong innings a good quality start and your bullpen rolls over and gives it up like that that's that's upsetting especially when you don't have run support well where was the where was the run support you know there was just no, nobody was hitting anything couldn't hit water if you fell out of a boat kind of thing right so it's concerning to me and and i said this in the last show uh, about the bullpen and i don't want to put all of the weight on the bullpen this is a, a one little slice of a much bigger pie where you have Cardinal starters that aren't going very deep and it's wearing out the bullpen and putting them in a situation where they don't have quality starts. Okay? So you, they have to get that figured out. You know, for, for Adam to go out there and have the game that he had um, and not get any run support, that's upsetting. It's disturbing. That being said... I'm not jumping on the or, on or off the wagon at this point. I take the baseball season a third at a time. That's the way I've always done it. That's the way I'll continue to do it. But I always take the baseball season a third of the season at a time. Once a third of this season starts getting in, then we're going to see a little bit more. But remember back in 2011, whenever they had their run of the last quarter ish of the end of the season in 2011 and they managed to do what they managed to do that's amazing that's fantastic it's great but that's a very small sample size you can't attribute that to uh, continuing success going forward and thinking that this is what's going to continually happen because it's just unrealistic that kind of run they were on fire they were absolutely on fire and so there there the starting pitching situation still needs to be addressed whether you're addressing that um via trade or you're addressing that in some other fashion you need to address it it's it's become a very clear problem um KK has come back he's still a little bit rusty maybe he manages to clean it up miles michaelis we don't know what that situation is you know you're paying him a ton of money you know KK, I think they're not paying him that much. Um, Wainwright is getting paid an okay amount. Um, you know, Jack Flaherty's on arbitration. You know, it's just you're gonna you're you just got to go out and find another pitcher. I mean, if you guys have feelings about that, obviously put it over in the comment section. Let me know what you think. But the reality of the situation is, is it's it's really a. It's it's just a bad spot where the Cardinals are in, and they need more starting pitching. They need better starting pitching. Let me rephrase that. They need better starting pitching. There could be a guy or two that they could plug into the bullpen to help that situation and alleviate it a little bit, but it still doesn't look the greatest. Now, speaking of Adam Wainwright, something I came across here the other day, and it's not terribly new, but it's something that I feel that needs to be, discussed and it particularly happened to be about a youtube video that i came across that was posted on january 17th of 2021 uh and it was posted by baseball doesn't exist over on youtube um and we're going to go ahead we're going to play a little bit of that right now so that way you guys can you know hear what i heard and, and you guys can take what you want from it but i think that it's a really good thing that we can talk about. Here's the video right here over on YouTube. It's titled Garrett Cole is cheating and the MLB wants to stop him. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to play a little section of this and see what you guys think. So here we go. And even Justin Verlander reached out to Harkins after he heard the news telling him he was sorry and asking him to call him right away. Bubba claims that he has evidence that Verlander, Max Scherzer, Felix Hernandez, Edwin Jackson, Adam Wainwright, Corey Kluber and more are all using foreign substances and that the MLB has found direct evidence of them using these substances yet have done nothing to punish them. Bubba also released a text from Garrett Cole that basically asked Bubba to send him some of his secret recipe. Games that weren't even in Anaheim, telling him that he had a quote-unquote sticky situation, but wasn't playing the Angels until May. And let's be honest: if you're Garrett Cole and Bubba is giving you a recipe that is helping you get a three hundred million dollar contract, you better be giving him at least a few bucks. But Bubba claims he didn't charge players. And so that's this little interesting clip, and it's a much longer video that you definitely need to watch. Uh, And so there's this substance that apparently that they've created that is not, it's obviously, it's not pine tar, it's not, you know, anything else. It's not to help the ball slip out of your hand. It's to help the ball stick. And they actually had shown a portion earlier in the video to where they had applied some to, like, just their fingertips or one of their fingers or whatever. And they took uh, a piece of – it looked like plywood. It could have been something else uh, that they stuck their hand to and picked it up and just held it. And it was something relatively heavy, and it was really surprising. So when you're throwing a pitch – and we have an officially licensed Major League Baseball right here, so this is actual – game-used type of ball, not a game-used ball, but a game-used type of ball, when you're throwing a pitch, especially, you know, something that you want it to stick and you want it to bite, I'd say that it could be, uh, you know, a four-seam fastball, right? You know, you're throwing a four-seam fastball like this. You you know, you want it to, you know, go and, and, and bite you know, or what they call a rising fastball, you know, where it kind of gives the visual representation that it comes up, but it's what it is, is it's just not dropping off as much as a traditional fastball to most hitters. Then when you have a situation where you have a two-seam fastball and you're throwing a two-seamer, where you want that to cut like this back and forth, or you want it to, if you're pitching, like I'm I'm a right-hander, but it looks like a left-hander to you guys, but right-handed, you want it to cut into a right-handed batter, which would be, on this side, standing over here, you want it to cut in or cut down and away. So when you're doing that, you want your finger to stick. And so as you're coming, as the ball's coming out, you want to get those rotations. So the more rotations you get, more RPM that you get, the more bite you're going to get. And anybody that plays baseball, anybody that's out there watching this plays baseball understands it fundamentally. Uh, just say, for example, like a slider. If you throw a slider, uh, you want it to roll out of your hand, but you also want it to bite on the back end as it's coming out. So that way, you're getting good cut. It it, it, for it's going into a left-handed batter, or it's going away from a right-handed batter. So as you're throwing that, and it's coming out of your hand, you know you're coming in whatever your delivery position is, and it's coming out of your hand, and you want it to rotate. Uh, If you're you know twelve six, if you're kind of a a more you know more of a angled three quarter delivery, you're more of a sidearm depending. Uh, But if you're throwing that slider, you know the key is is to have that hard. Hard bite either sideways or at a hard angle, and you're you're coming out depending on your velocity. You're coming out at a very high rate of speed. You know you're talking, you know eighty north of eighty five miles an hour with a good good hard cut. And you talk to any major league hitter, you talk to any hitter. You know at that level, you're playing at that level where guys are throwing hard sliders. Um, it's one of the hardest pitches to hit. It's next to impossible. To be able to hit a really good hard slider because they it starts off in the zone and then breaks out, and it's kind of like a really good curveball too as well. And depending on how guys throw curveballs, um, Adam when he throws a curveball, he doesn't tuck his middle finger when he throws curveballs. Uh, so you know he he has his his middle finger up. So a lot of times when they say, well, you know the tell is is if you have good enough eyes as a hitter and that pitcher comes up. And he's at a 12-6 delivery and he's coming up over the top like this and try to do that, you'll see the, the top of his finger sticking up. And so, you know, you'll that that will be your tell. That's where a lot of guys, you know, started to kind of tuck their fingers. You know, they would tuck their their middle finger in on a curveball and get a real good bite, and depending on how they wanted it to spend it, either you're tucking your finger or you're, you know, you're rolling your finger over. You're just trying to grip those stitches. So you're trying to get a real good rotation. And see, that's where the concern is with the Adam Wainwright thing. If he's using a foreign substance that they're saying in this report uh, from this YouTube video, uh, and apparently Major League Baseball is investigating it, if he's using that to get a better grip, that's concerning to a certain extent. But, you know, it all always kind of comes down to the rules. Now, let's do a little bit of a history lesson. And I don't want to try to bore you guys too much on the history of baseball, But in the early days of the dead ball era, we're talking the late 1800s, early 1900s, they would just spit on the ball, load it up with snot, everything else that they could get onto this ball. And they would rub it down with dirt, you know, get mud all over it to where this thing was about as dark as a football. An NFL, you know, like regulation football. Even if you see like during the games, these NFL footballs could almost turn black from just all of the substances and things that they have on them. On them, I should you know use my grammar, use my vocabulary. That would work, but these balls would get almost as as dark as my navy 1964 special edition World Series hat, only from lids. Uh, not an ad, just saying where I got it. Um, but during that dead ball era, and they would load these balls up. When guys would hit them, they would just just dribble out. Guys weren't hitting for power. They weren't hitting deep into the outfield. They were still hitting some home runs periodically and stuff of that nature, but it just wasn't to that point. Until Major League Baseball stepped in and said enough is enough, we're going to stop allowing you guys to you know, load these things up and put spit and snot and everything else all over them and mud. And because what it really started was there was a, a guy, and I don't remember the name of the player, had got hit in the head with a pitch because he, he never saw it coming. And he got hit in the head. He couldn't duck. Uh, Because he never saw the pitch and it killed him. And that's where Major League Baseball stepped in and said, you know, hey, we can't be having players get hit. Okay, so we got to stop that. Now, unfortunately, the way that they had done it was that there were certain players that were grandfathered in, certain pitchers, and they were allowed to continue to keep throwing a snot ball, spit ball, whatever you want to call it. Um, But that next year, as soon as they had banned it, I believe it was the next year, Babe Ruth had hit, like, 54 home runs, something like that. So that shows you they couldn't load it up with mud and and darken the ball. They couldn't load it up with snot and spit and everything else. A majority of pitchers just had to throw the ball. And so then that's how it kind of changed that entire – systematic approach to batters being able to hit the ball and it, the dead ball era essentially went away at that point. Now there was advances in creating baseballs at that stage. They were making them wound tighter, harder. Uh, there's a lot of things that was kind of going on in that period that changed that. Now fast forward a little bit into the sixties and the Bob Gibson era with the Cardinals. And there's a lot of people that still kind of remember that that's out there, you know, and Hey, that's awesome because Bob Gibson as a pitcher, was singly, singularly responsible for changes, fundamental changes to the rules for Major League Baseball and how they had certain things set up. Because of his year that he had, I believe it was one point one two. It was the lowest average in history. Uh, he had multiple shutouts. He was just unstoppable. Just absolutely phenomenal. They, I believe they won the World Series that year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, they had to lower the mound because of him. And I know that's with some people that know the lineage and the history and Bob Gibson, the effect he had on the game. Um, they know and they understand that. But to those that are novices and don't know that, don't understand it, well, there's a little bit of education for you. Bob Gibson was singularly responsible for Major League Baseball lowering the mound – So that way, pitchers couldn't get leverage on batters and be at an incline, you know, like this, to a batter and pitching downhill. Because they felt like they could get a better angle at the batter in the strike zone. So they made it a little bit lower. So that way, pitchers had to come a little bit straighter. And that's why when we talked earlier about the fastball, talked about a rising fastball. It gives the illusion that it's rising. That's not. It's just not falling off as quickly as a traditional fastball. So, that's the concern right now. If you have pitchers that are out using a stick-em type of substance, and stick was something that they used in football back in the day and things like that, and they would just load up their hands or gloves or whatever with stick Uh, and they could literally just put their hand up, and they would catch a ball. It would just stick. Um, but baseball players used it too. Baseball players used a multitude of different substances on baseballs in order to get more RPMs and more rotations. They would use, uh, obviously, pine tar was a big one. You know, the rosin bag—that's that's for, you know, that's legal use in baseball. They have it at the back of the thing. They bounce it, you know, get that kind of chalky substance on them, dry out their hands a little bit more, slip. But that doesn't mean that pitchers didn't use other substances to try to load up the ball. We talked about snot. We talked about spit. We talked about a few other things. There was pitchers that uh, had freely admitted to using certain substances. Let's say, for example, with snot, there was a couple of pitchers that would actually rub like a little bit of uh, like jalapeno juice or chili pepper juice or something underneath their nose, make their nose run. And they would just, you know, do this and they would. You know, rub it on the ball a little bit, so that way their finger would slip off a little bit better. Um, There was pitchers that would use emery board. There were several pitchers that got caught with emery boards in their back pocket or in you know stuck in their glove. You know, and they would just they would rub their finger. They would rub the ball with it in a certain spot. See, the ball would get scuffed. And there was a lot of players that got kicked out of games because of that. They would scuff those balls so that way they could get better grip and they could get more rotation and more cut. Either on their two seam fastball, there's the slider wasn't really prevalent at the time, but you know really the two seam fastball was was a big one. You know a little bit on the four seam, a little bit of movement, uh, and so on and so forth. Even on your curveball too, as well, because the curveball was still you know it was really big at the time, especially during the '70s and '80s. Now you got you get into a little bit further uh, bit of it, and you start talking about. What other substances do they use? And I know this is going to sound crazy, but I'm serious. Go back and watch the the movie Major League, and it's that older guy that's the pitcher, and uh, Charlie Sheen's sitting there talking to him. He's like, oh, man, you know, it must be nice to have the kind of stuff that you have, kid, you know, throwing like a rocket. You know, us older guys, we don't have that kind of arm. You know, you'll get there. You're going to get to a point where you're going to throw your arm out, and you're not going to be able to do that. So I'm going to just throw everything that I can at him spit snot you know he talked about putting pepper juice up underneath of his nose and you know loading up the ball with snot he talked about using vagicil and vaseline and you know just all these different substances to get two or three more inches of drop on your curveball and that's where the adam wainwright thing comes in because he's synonymous uncle charlie with getting a curveball over if he's using a substance like that to get a curveball over and he's coming in And he's throwing his curveball, and he's using a substance to get that thing another couple, two, three more inches of drop or get more spin rotation on it. RPMs are everything, guys. In today's day and age of baseball, RPMs, they've done studies on it and actually done computer-generated studies where they have ran the numbers through a massive computer system and generated it to where they've come to learn that there's a certain percentage drop at a certain amount of RPMs. Garrett Cole went from when he was pitching with the Pirates, and he was a, a, a average, above-average pitcher at the time, where he was throwing at about, I want to say that it was – like 3,100 RPMs, 2,100 RPMs or something. I think it was 3,100 RPMs on some of his pitches, which is phenomenal. It's great. But he went and rose about, I don't know, I think it was like 600, 800 RPM from when he went from the Pirates to the Astros to now the Yankees. He's clearly using a substance of some form to get more tackiness To his grip, so that way when he throws, uh, you know, some kind of either a cutter. I don't even know if Garrett Cole even throws a cutter, but to throw, you know, a two seam fastball, you know, or a four seam fastball in that in that function, or to throw a two seam fastball uh, in this function, you know, if you're throwing those pitches like that, rotation is key. Because when you throw a two-seam fastball and you let this roll out of your hand, the last finger to touch it is right there. So if that's the case, then the ball is going to want to rotate like this as it comes out of your hand. So it's going to rotate like that. So as it rotates like that, it's going to want to turn like that. And as it turns like that, it's going to turn into a right-handed batter or away from a left-handed batter. And that's where pitchers will get those guys is they'll throw that up in the zone, man. They'll throw it up high. They'll throw it up, you know, chest high, letter high, and it'll cut across into a right-handed batter, and they just woof right up underneath it or it saws them off, break their bat, whatever the case is. Or if you have it from a left-handed batter, what they'll do is they'll throw it low and away, and it'll just cut out of the zone, and the guys just can't handle it. You know, it. it Jason, uh, he just popped in. He said that they did it in college all the time. You can use duct tape residue, It works perfect. Yeah, I mean, I've seen all sorts of stuff. I've seen everything from um, uh, ointments to, uh, I mean, chemicals, all sorts of stuff, you know, uh, you know, nail files, blah, 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 so on and so forth. I've seen it guys. If you think that baseball isn't full of cheating and has been, hasn't been full of cheating, it's been that way forever. since the inception, since the beginning, Superglue residue, there's a perfect example right there. If you ever use super glue residue and you put that on, man, it really roughs up your finger. But see, here's the great part. Umpires can't tell because it doesn't put residue on the ball. Right? It doesn't scuff the ball. That's where Emory boards went out of favor because you, they would scuff at the ball to get a better grip. And that's where it... That, you know, guys, pitchers started getting away from that and even stopped using ointments. Remember, uh, was it Pineda for the Yankees? I believe it was. It could have been... It was, it was a pitcher for the Yankees. It was either Pineda or it was... Um, shoot, what's that other young guy? Real hard thrower. Uh, can't remember. But it was one of the Yankees' pitchers, and you could see it online. Um, is to where... He had on his neck, uh, he had either pine tar or Vaseline or something. that He had some kind of an ointment or a substance on his neck, and all he would do is he would reach up and he would tug his hat he would do this. That simple. Um, Garrett Cole, what he's doing is he has it on the brim of his hat. You see, the underside of these bills are gray. If you have a large amount of residue, you'll see that, that pine tar. You'll, you'll see it real good. And it'll load up. But what they do is they use a dark cap, like a black cap, like the Yankees. And they just have that black cap. They just put it right there on the brim, and he just goes, you know. But you you see him. You see the video. see it in this video. He touches his hat, and his fingers stick. And the hat brim will pull up. So you could see that he's loading up his fingers. It's plain as day. And so if he's using some new manufactured substance in order to get these types of pitches that's clear and blatant cheating it's against the rules i mean the rules are the rules you cannot use a foreign substance in order to load up the ball we're going to switch back over to our main screen so that way you guys could see me a little bit better but you cannot do that it's against the rules blatantly against the rules you cannot alter the ball you cannot apply a substance you can't you know load up a ball you can't you know, spit in your hand. You can't do any of that. It's against the rules. But guys are still trying to find ways around it. It's not... See, here's the thing. It's not like there's a uh, a little bit of a law, like a loophole, right? A gray area, as we call it. There's not a gray area. It doesn't exist. It's against the rules. You're cheating. If you are using a substance and it clearly states in the rules that you cannot use a substance in order to alter the ball's trajectory or spin rate, then you're cheating. But guess what? Everybody's done it. They've all done it. Jason just made a perfect example whenever he was in college. Did it all the time. He, had, he pipes back in. He says, watch the pitcher. Wear batting gloves. If he does, more than likely he's not cheating. There you go. And that's another thing, too, about you would see these batters that would have a load of pine tar all over the, the top of their batting helmet. And there's there's still players out there that are doing that and they have a bunch of pine tar loaded all over the top of their helmet, and for a multitude of reasons, uh, some people say it's pre- to prevent glint and glare and all this other different types of stuff. Uh, I you know I I know what it's about. I know there's other ball players that know what it's about. It, you know, uh, go back to the George Brett incident that happened. Um, you know, and he had a, a baseball bat that was regulation baseball bat, but he had pine tar past the lettering and see the rules at the time, at least at the time, I don't know what they are now. I haven't looked at them recently, but at the time you couldn't, you had to have it at a certain, um, a certain measurement uh, before that uh, lettering stamping on the bat. And it was above that. Clearly it was about halfway up the bat face. And so, they went and they measured it, laid it down against the the home plate. Uh, you know, George Brett had just hit a home run, came around and scored, and uh, was, was going to be the, you know, quote-unquote winning run or whatever the case was going to be. He was going to put them up. And he came storming out because they called him out because he cheated. He used a bat and loaded it up with pine tar, and he had probably done it before, and he didn't get caught. Now, I'm a huge George Brett fan. Don't get me wrong. I loved George Brett growing up. But he cheated. He used a bat that wasn't regular. There wasn't regulation bat, but loaded it up with pine tar, passed the conceivable, and then threw a fit about it and wanted to get mad, wanted to get upset. Like there's pitchers out there uh, that would load the ball up or or use an emery board or whatever we were talking about, like you know just a minute ago, and then they would get upset and they would cuss and, and rare and, and get all bent out of shape because they would get thrown out of the game because they were loading the ball up. Well, the reason they're getting mad is because everybody else is doing it. They just got caught. Well, that's the whole point, isn't it? It's it's the key of not getting caught. We got to make a, a minor adjustment here to this thing that I'm having some issues with that with the with the angle. But that's this is what we're getting at. You know, when we go back to the steroid era and talk about them using steroids and cheating, this is no different, guys. If you want to get on that hill and you want to die on that hill of cheating, this is cheating. If they're doing this and they're knowingly going out and attributing the help of trainers or companies or whatever the case is, and they're getting a substance to be able to put on the ball to get a higher RPM, better spin rate, uh, more drop on their curveball, more bite on their slider, more bite on their two seam, whatever, it's cheating. If it says it in the rules and it states it in the rules, it's cheating, period. Need we go back to Gate? We need to talk about that? I don't think so. We don't need to because we're talking Cardinal Baseball right now. And that's the point. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what Major League Baseball does about this. If they're going to do something outright and say it came an announcement and they're going to ban players or they're going to suspend players or whatever it is that they're going to do, um, I think it's going to be something along the lines of that they're just going to have kind of closed-door conversations with certain players and they're just going to move on. That's just the way it's going to be. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you guys have noticed they're back behind me. I can, I can point this direction too. But uh, my brand new Ozzy Smith. How do you like that one up there? My O Smith. Got that. Uh, they're at Lids as well. Really good deal on all of that stuff. Pick those things up. And I've got my nice, you know, uh, D King. My uh, We're St. Louis Legends football jersey. I'm going to be at the event. That's another thing we're going to talk about here. They've got an event coming up this Saturday, the 24th. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. Uh, but we're going to finish up here with Cardinal Baseball and, and talk about a couple of these games coming up because they have a couple of games coming up that I think it's critically important that they win. And it's this next, you know, they need to pick up this next game against the Nationals, right? They really need to pick that game up. Uh, but we have a three-game stand coming up against the Reds on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It is critically important that they pick up two out of three against the Reds critically important I'd like to see him sweep but it's very very important then we got a four game stand against the Phillies so the Phillies I'm not all that worried about I mean I would like to see two out of four at least out of that three out of four preferably Uh, let's be realistic but they need to really pick up these games against the Reds this weekend that's coming up and then the next series of games after the four game stand with the Phillies they're going to be playing at the Pirates they're going to have a three-game stand there. That one is a huge series. After those, you got the Mets, you got the Rockies, you got the Brewers. Once you get to that Brewers thing, then if we're sitting at a place to where we're we're not several games above 500 i I'm going to start to get concerned about the, the baseball season and where we're going to be at moving forward. That's going to be slightly concerning. So we're going to continue to keep an eye on it, and we'll – Keep bringing it to you, and we're going to talk about a few other things. So now that we're closing this out, a couple of other things that I want to talk about uh, before we move into the next segment is uh, our other shows that are on Gateway City Sports. Okay, Because we have a few other shows that are on there, and I want to make sure that we discuss them and we talk about them and we talk about what it is they talk about. It's a majority baseball, Cardinals-oriented discussion platform. Okay, so that's for you Cardinals fans out there. That's going to be great because we've got some other options. So we've got two for three. You guys check that out, and you can all go over to Sports dot com, and you can also go over to the podcast page, and you can check them out there. Team arrivals, two for three. We every now and again we get the rundown in me and Gene when we try to, uh, because sometimes it's it's all about timing, right? Because we we really want to do a quality product. We really want to get something in there good for you guys to be able to uh take away and be able to get good information and I want to make sure that we get that. But uh you know, Mike over there uh you know doing 2 for 3 and Ron and Pete and sometimes Elliot over on TOR, you know, we've got that, you know, obviously this show too here as well, but we have a newer show that I want to talk to you guys about a little bit. And I really want to kind of press on it, because it's something that we haven't really talked about, and it's something that I want to talk about a little bit more, and it's it's a, it's a neat, fun show that we have over there, Tito, and formerly Matinals, now Dylan Dinger, over there doing their own show, and it's a fun show, you guys should check it out, That's over there on podcasts, uh, you, we don't have it up on uh, the actual website yet, but it's very cardinals heavy it's the turn Two podcast you guys need to go check it out it's over there on spotify i don't know if they have it up on itunes yet or not but it's definitely over there on spotify you can go over to twitter turn Two podcast over on twitter and check them out there they had they post everything over there too as well definitely check it out because it's it's a lot of fun these shows are cool and they're fun and you guys could have a great time um so we're going to move on to our next segment here real quick And we're going to talk about the XFL event that's coming up. So I'm going to to plug that a little bit. We don't have our XFL transition in yet. I'm still working on that. I'm going to get to that. But there's an event in St. Louis that's coming up. Um, Obviously, you know, there's certain criteria and stuff, you know, masks and certain things. Make sure that you check in on those things because we want to make sure that everybody's safe and everybody's, you know, secure and, and we don't have anything that's you know could potentially end up you know being an issue or anything along those lines we want to make sure that everybody's safe and everybody has fun good time okay so they're having an event and we're going to go ahead we're going to pull this thing up and i'm just going to show you guys the actual uh printout for it that they have the banner for it because it's always fun to talk about but I want to show it to you guys so that way you guys get a good idea. So, right here, it's a tailgate party. Oh, shoot. My apologies. I, I clicked off of that. Tailgate party over at 1900 Arsenal Street in St. Louis, Missouri. It's right down there in, in downtown. The phone number, if you need more information, if you need to ask questions, masks, safety protocols, you know, whatever it is, uh, make sure you call 314 606. 6017. That's 314 area code Six zero six six zero one seven. Okay, they're gonna have a tailgate party. They're actually even gonna have breakfast out there. So that breakfast is actually gonna start at 7 a.m. The doors physically open at 10. So they're gonna start at 7 a.m. bright and early out in the parking lot. So go there as early as you want to. Bring your Battlehawks gear, have fun, you know. Just have a great time with it, but the doors are going to open at 10 a.m. They're going to be replaying, the, I believe, the first game uh, of this last season that we had uh, that was the first game against the Dallas Renegades, which I was at, by the way, uh, and that's at 11 a.m. They're going to have a really great menu. They're going to have the Dirty Steak Sandwich. They're going to have the Rick Worst, the Big Papa Burger, the A-Train Wings, Battlehawk Pie, and one I'm excited about, the Legend Calzone. I love me a good calzone. don't get me wrong. I'm a burger guy. If you guys haven't noticed by now, I'm a burger guy. I love me a good burger. But the legend calzone, I'm pretty excited about that. And if you guys happen to see the legend himself at the event, Palmer Alexander III, make sure you give him a good caca. Because, you know, he loves that. He loves that. He has a lot of fun with that caca. So make sure you share that out there and you get all that stuff out there to everybody. Make sure you let them know about that particular event that's coming up here real soon because I'm going to be there. At least I'm going to try to be there. Um, I'm still, you know, about three hours away from there. So it's definitely a a haul for me to get there, but I am planning on being there when the doors open at 10 a.m. That's my plan. And so, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. They're going to have music there. They're going to have a lot of different fun stuff there. It's just go check it out. Okay? We're going to have a lot of a lot of fun, okay? So, what we are going to do is we need to get the our our mouse to work here. My apologies. It was Throws up and not wanting to move. So my apologies on that. If you guys have any issues, once again, if you guys have any issues, you see anything, um, go check it out. You know, go let me know. Check it out. See what's going on. If there's any audio issues, any video issues, please let me know. Because like I said, this is a learning process. We're going through it. Um, So the next thing I want to talk about is another event that's happening in St. Louis. another sport event that is planned. OK, so I want to make sure that I get it out there, uh, but is a big red alumni event. That is planned to be going on in De Pere. OK, and on the 25th, at approximately about between five and six p.m. And we had one there prior to covid and. We had a lot of fun. And we I mean, the stories that were told, the things that we did, uh, it was it was a heck of a lot of fun. And uh, the here's the special thing that you guys may or you may not know, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to tell you about it. But there's a restaurant that that's there, that that's where this thing is at. And, you know, it's right across uh, 270 and uh, 100 Manchester right there where uh, the mall is. So if you guys go to, you know, West County Mall, any of that stuff that's out there, that's where we go to. It's called Circa Pub and Grill. And this is the former Rams quarterback, Jamie Martin's restaurant. So if you guys check him out, Jamie Martin, pull him up on you, uh, put him up on Google. Check out, Check him out. He's former Rams quarterback. That's his restaurant. Uh, they're planning on having that on the 25th. So the 24th is going to be the Battle Hawks event. Doors open at 10 a.m breakfast will be starting at seven all that good stuff but on the 25th 5 6 p.m. if you have a chance an opportunity to go out there and uh and check out that uh big red event at circa do that my apologies i've got uh terrible allergies and you know you ever get those situations where man your eyes just start burning and start watering like crazy that's kind of where this is at right now and then your nose starts running and it's just it's just a mess So those are really the big things that I wanted to cover. Um, Now, some of the other stuff that I want to cover is that make sure you guys are going over and you are getting on the Facebook, Gateway City Sports Facebook. We have two pages. We have a group page and we have the main page. So the group page, the fan page, whatever you want to call it, is a great place for everybody to go and have uh, open conversations about what's going on in the sports world. Again, my apologies for rubbing my eye and, and all that stuff during the... (laughs) during this, but man, it just all of a sudden just hits you like a ton of bricks and starts just giving you fits and I don't, it just won't go away until it goes away. Maybe if I stop rubbing on it and just blink it a few times, it might, but, Make sure you go over to social media pages and you add those uh, accounts. The fan page is more oriented to just overall conversation about sports. We have a lot of fun with that. We talk about a lot of different things. You can post stuff on there. As a group member, you have to request access. We're more than happy to get you that access, but there's obviously certain rules and regulations and things of that nature. Make sure you you, you know are nice. Let's just put it to you that way. We have a lot of fun over there. Now, the main page is to stay in tune with everything else that's coming out, new articles, uh, new things that's coming out, gatewayofcitysports.com. Make sure you go over there, check the new things out. We have new articles coming out periodically uh, and new uh, podcasts and things that are getting added to that page. And make sure, the biggest thing that I need from you guys, and this is this is where I need your help, this is where you come into play, I have put a lot of time and effort into making a quality podcast or vodcast in this case for you guys to participate with, have fun with. Um, we're really working hard to make this the best vodcast out there for you guys. And it, it's not for everybody. But I try to make it as inclusive and as fun as I possibly can because I want to be able to talk about all the sports you guys want to. That's why we're pretty variably generic. You know, we talk about St. Louis Cardinals baseball, but we'll talk about MLB stuff too. I have no problem talking about Nolan Ryan or things that happened with, in the past with Major League Baseball with other teams or something along those lines or King Griffey Jr. or whatever, Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle. You know, that's all great. You know, I, will, I love talking uh, NFL football. You know, that's, that's another one of my favorite pastimes. And that's really the one thing that I'm very knowledgeable about. If you guys want to talk about football, any of that other stuff, that's great. But the one thing that I'm asking from you guys is to make sure that you like, you share it, you subscribe. We have a YouTube page over there, Derek King Sports over on YouTube or the Derrick King Sports Show over on YouTube. Make sure you check that out. These videos are being simulcast over there too, as well. Uh, I would really, really appreciate your guys' help as much as I can because, like I said, without you guys and and your help and everything that you've done to share and and get this uh, this show out there for other fans and people that want to be updated on the latest and greatest news in the St. Louis sports market and really be frankly honest with the sports market in general if you're a big baseball fan, football fan, uh, hockey, soccer, what have you. It's definitely... uh, I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. I appreciate every single one of you and uh, I... I hope that you guys enjoy the new format and uh, we're, I'm going to continue to keep working on this. This is the beta. So just so you guys know and understand, this is a very streamlined cut down version of it, that it's going to evolve and it's going to be come more and more evident as time goes on, that it's going to be uh, more and more advanced. And there's going to be a lot more things that's added to it, a lot more transitions, fades, wipes, a lot more stuff going on so it's going to be a lot of fun and we're going to continue to keep working on it so i thank you greatly i appreciate it make sure like i said once again like share subscribe get it out there all your youtube groups things sports things uh get it out there i i thank you thank you thank you, thank you. I cannot appreciate that enough until next time next wednesday 9 a.m make sure you set your uh, reminders we're going to be coming back we're going to be doing it again so thank you so much i appreciate you guys love you very much and i will see you again next wednesday Take care. This is Gateway City Sports. This is the Derek King Sports Show. Cardinals, Blues, Mizzou Athletics, Chiefs. He has it covered. The Derek King Sports Show. Only on Gateway City Sports.